Hey guys. Hey everybody. Welcome to the show. We have such a stellar show for you guys today. But first off, we're the Chicks in Charge. I am Shasta. And I am Jess. And we are so excited to see you guys today and have you guys join us. Thank you guys so much for watching. And before we get started, please remember to share the show right now before we even bring our guest on stage. And even before that, I know that Shasta has a really cool post that she saw this morning from Trent Cannon that she would like to read regarding our guest. Yes. So this is a little out of the ordinary for us, a little bit um, different than how we normally do things, but this introduction is 100% needed. So this post is from Trent Cannon. True car story, McAllen, Texas, 2018. The CTO of Burt Ogden and I are talking when he says, hey, I got an issue I need for you to handle at Buick GMC. We got a girl, college educated, very nice, but she asks a lot of questions and it annoys the guys. I need you to find a role for her. She fits in. Her name is Ariana. Me, no problem. I head over to the store, talk to the managers about her. Manager, who? Arcelli, Ariel, something like that. Other manager says, he means Ariana. You know, the annoying one, always asking questions. Manager says, oh yeah, she needs to be in BDC or something. Let me get her. I meet, Trey says, I meet Ariana, 22 and full of life. She immediately starts asking questions where I'm from, what I did, how I did it, why I left, how old am I. Then she states her problem. Ariana, well, I've been taking pictures of cars for Facebook, but the sun is so overwhelming, they never come out good. Me, Photoshop them. Ariana, I don't know how to Photoshop. Are you willing to learn? Absolutely, if it'll help the company. I sign off to buy her $129 version of Photoshop, and she masters it within a week with YouTube classes. Her photos are so good, they become used... They. They become to be used group-wide. Even the owner, Janet, Va I hope I don't mispronounce this, Vacker used to ask who the new photo guy is. When she finds out, it's actually Ariana. She's elated. Time passes. Ariana is moved to sales role at the struggling Volvo store. One day, she calls in 2019. The Volvo GSM says, I'm wasting too much time taking photos with cars at different locations. Trent says, how many did you sell last month? Ariana says, seven. How many did the store sell? Eleven. Trent says, so you're responsible for 65% of the store's sales, and he's worried wow. about you promoting his inventory. Tell him I said, get the store to 20, then we can start discussing human resource capital management. She laughed. Volvo GSM didn't, and she left. She started her master's. She thought about leaving the auto industry, and then she called again in 2021 with more questions. I keep being told the auto industry isn't for, in quotes, people like me. Trent says, by sexist, primarily non-formally educated men who are often easily intimidated by someone of equivalent or higher intellect than theirs, there are no easy roads. You can be short, fat, black, ugly, gay, Muslim, dyslexic, or a single mother with two kids. Someone will always find a reason that you can't. The only question is, are you dumb enough to listen? Ariana is not dumb, and she did not quit. She got FNI certified, BDC certified, she read, and she went to Andy Elliott training. Last month, Ariana was named district sales manager for GMC Buick by General Motors in their coveted Nashville, Tennessee region. And today, she is our guest speaker here on the Chicks in Charge podcast. So without further ado, please welcome Ariana Garcia. Hey, Ariana. Hey, guys. How are you? We're good. How are you? Hey, I am enjoying Tennessee. I can tell you that for sure. Good. How's the weather? It's hot. <laughs> we're not we're not um too far like regionally from nashville so i'm imagining it's not too um different than where we are here but wow what a post from trent last night and um yeah. how how did you feel when you saw that like what were the all the feelers 
you know what's crazy is that you know when he posted it i had no clue i had no idea whatsoever about what his role was all i know is i met him from one day to the next and he was kind of giving me tips and pointers about you know how can i make my pictures better or, or where to take them and and little like he told me he goes ariana go to the back rinse off this car dry it and then take it to the arena and go take some pictures okay cool mm-hmm. what it is what it is and it was crazy because, you know, with the organization, we had meetings, like monthly meetings. And next thing you know, it, my pictures were being displayed and they were just like, well, who are these from? Next thing you know, it, all the eyes were on me. So I can appreciate, you know, the story that, that Trent posted. Yeah. Um, and I can tell you, we had no idea that it was going to get the, the amount of attention it was. Right. Wow. So did you become the official, like, photographer for the all of the uh, inventory photos or so not necessarily for the entire inventory but for their social media pages you know they have quite a variety of different pages and next thing you know it it, they were kind of planning to have me go to store to store to take pictures and then even talk to other bdc managers and how they can improve their photos as well so that was even secondary of what i was doing wow So question, I know that you didn't know that Trent's main job was to kind of wrangle you, but (laughs) did you know that you were looked at as that annoying girl that asks all the questions? Did, were you aware of that at the time? I wasn't. Oh my gosh. Did you (laughs) find that out in the post? I did. Well, I had to say the character that I was presumed as, I didn't know until I actually left the organization for another one. Gotcha. And it wasn't until I kind of heard, you know, kind of whispers and talks here and there that I was like, oh, okay. You know, it's just, you know, it it is what it is. It just was the thing. But I didn't know I was considered the annoying one. (laughs) It's how funny. (laughs) But Robin's comment sounds like us just so (laughs) when we travel. (laughs) This one plans everything at least three days in advance. I'm a mom of three kids. I have to. (laughs) like. The first day we get there, she's like, what are we having for lunch on the last day? We're like, oh, I, I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad. <laughs> I don't it, even it feels like It feels like that. <laughs> or like, what What time are we flying out on Friday? Okay, that like, That is that is bad. <laughs> so it's it's stuff like that. We're like, dude, like, we don't even know, like, what we're doing next hour. Like, <laughs> because we just fly by the seat of our pants. So <laughs> that's the running joke around here. <laughs> I'm guilty. I'm very much guilty. I have to have everything planned out. I'm, I will go crazy. yeah I have to know what I'm doing so Uh, so you are so when you were when the time that Trent was talking about when you were at this store what was your position were you in sales were you BDC what were you doing for the store so what's crazy about it and how it started was um, I was in college I just graduated I had no idea what I wanted to do I had a girlfriend of mine that was a BDC manager at that current store and was like hey we're looking to hire someone are you interested And I said, yeah, I I reached out to her and I was like, sure, you know, what is it? What do I do? She goes, just come on, come on in, do the interview, yada, yada, yada. I did the interview. Everything went great. You know, I was hired on the spot and I didn't get into the position until about, I would say about two or three weeks later. And of course, you know, there was a director above me and then another, you know, BDR and I had no idea what the hell like I was doing. I was like, okay, so I'm cold calling people about cars, what do I expect? So that's kind of like when the questions started to happen, especially when I came down to, let's say inventory was one, you know, equipment was another, you know, uh, uh, promos, whatever the case may be, 
you know, I had all these questions that I didn't know. Like, <laughs> I had no idea. And even then at the time, I don't even think the GM even expected to have me there at all at the time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, it's wow. always fun. Um, and I remember when I started in the BDC and even when I try to tell people about what the BDC does, like when somebody tries to tell you, and I, and I'm sure like when your friend tried to tell you like what the BDC does, and then once you actually found out, you're like, I had zero understanding right. of what this was. Absolutely. Like, I, I didn't get it at all. Like it's, and I remember my first day of training. So the store that I started at, we actually did the sales training, like with the salespeople and they walked around and asked like, what do you think your, your expected metrics will be? And they told me, you know, you're going to be making phone calls and setting appointments. And I'm like, I'm going to set 200 appointments a day. And they're like, that's not how this works. I'm like, I think you misunderstood what this is. <laughs> and I hadn't done anything yet. Like I hadn't started on the phones. I hadn't even sat in the BDC yet. It was just like, I just started. And so, yeah, no, I 100% misunderstood. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> no, the jobs that you really don't even under, you can't understand what, what all it entails until you do it. Yeah. Right. I don't even think there's a way to explain that. Mm. It's so hard because without sounding like you're cold calling or especially if you're not from the auto industry and, you know, even you being college educated, you have a degree before you go into it. I'm sure had no clue of what you were walking into. None, none at all. Like, you know, some of the requirements were, Hey, you're going to make a hundred phone calls a day. Um, that was one of the requirements, the emails, I can't remember the exact number. And then of course the appointment set and everything like that. And that was on top of getting all the leads that came in that day, following up with the previous leads that day and kind of just cleaning up, you know, the CRM system as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So it was, you know, I didn't think I was like, ah, you know, it's not going to be a bad thing. And then next thing you know it, you know, I went in every day, like eight, eight 30, kind of right before business because I wanted the fresh leads. And then next thing you know, I like I was leaving at the same time as the salespeople, which was like 830, nine o'clock at night every day. Yeah. Wow. You you have such an amazing story of perseverance and resilience. Um, just being a woman in the automotive industry. But Ariana, you are not just a woman in the automotive industry and you've not just come this far. Um, tell the audience how old you are. Twenty six. It is mind blowing. It is very, very rare. I don't think it's happened yet that Shasta and I find anybody in the automotive industry that are younger than the two of us, um, much less to find somebody that has gone so far beyond their years in their career the way Ariana has. And it, it, it tells such a story. And it's so amazing to watch you grow yes. and watch these accomplishments as they're happening for you. It's, it's mind-blowing, Ariana. What, what do you have to say to other young adults or women coming into the automotive industry? I think, you know, with, with the post that Trent posted and, and really just hearing my history, my story is always about breaking the mold. Mm-hmm. It's always like, don't let someone else picture or, or guide you in a way where you think. Um, you kind of just have to grab the bull by the horns and, and choose your path. I had no idea I was going to get to where I'm at by someone else delegating where I was going to be. And I think, I think that's the most important thing. You just, you, you got to network, you got to talk to the right people. Um, you know, you got to really put yourself out there. Um, I remember, I, I, I know my personality trait, I'm kind of like an introvert a little bit, but when I gotta be, I'll be an extrovert and I'll get out there and I'll talk. And, and, and once you kind of get me going, like I can't stop. Right. Right. 
I really can't. And I think that's the most important thing. It, it you kind of have to push. I get age is a, somewhat of a factor sometimes, but if you can, if you can look past that, and if you can look past gender too, I think when you really start to see the individual as themselves, that's when all the, everything starts to align perfectly. Well, and it's tough because like we do make such a big deal of it that you know you you've done these things. You are um, you have a bachelor's degree, a master's degree and you are only 26 and the district manager for GM and have accomplished so much um, and do make it about age and the fact that you are a young woman, but it's amazing because we are still in the automotive industry that is still majority men, that, that we are breaking the mold, as you say, and making such huge strides and setting the example for young women, young people everywhere, not even just women, but showing, hey, when you really put your mind to it, look what you can do. And then think of, because of how how early you started, I mean, you only started in automotive at 21, yep. but think of even how, how early you started still, how much further ahead you're gonna be and the impact and changes that you can make with those years. Right, no, absolutely. And you know what's crazy is, um, you know, if, if I had to go back and be back in retail, I wouldn't mind at all. Um, but what really got me motivated is I started to meet people that were like my age or, you know, kind of closer to, you know, a little bit 30, maybe early 30s. And they were already, you know, sales manager, GSM, GM, you know, and whether it was a family owned dealership or not, you know, they were already achieving these things. And I was like, that's where I want to be. That's right. where I want to be. I don't I don't want to be the bottom of the barrel. I want to be at the top like everybody. Mm-hmm. 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 So so when you were a little girl. What was your dream job? So <laughs> crazy enough, I wanted to be a veterinarian. Um, you know, grow up on a, on a, on a family ranch. Um, you know, I did FFA and 4-H from when I was about six years old to when I was 18. And I thought, you know, me being either an ag teacher or a veterinarian was, was, the, was the path for me. I, you know, I loved animals. I loved what I did with, I showed um, show steers. So cattle, right? You know, market steers. Wow. And, um, I, I, I did that for several years and honestly, I even helped other people in regards to, that was part of my job with my, at the family ranch was to take other people's animals and kind of make them show ready for them because they had no time because of summer camps or, or sports or whatever the case may be. So that was my job. So I thought, you know, this is the role I have to take. And it wasn't until I got to college where I was like, no, there's, there's other stuff out there for sure. That's awesome. I, I also, I grew up on a farm growing up um, and I barrel raced as a kid. And so I was immersed in that, in that area as well. And so my dream job as a child was also to be a veterinarian. So, I think <laughs> really so you never saw yourself as the district manager for GM. I had no idea I was going to end up with cars in general. Right. I did any of us, honestly. No. I mean, <laughs> I think I think if you come from a family that's either like a legacy family or right. if, if it's a family owned business, for sure, 100 percent, or if you marry into the family. Right. But other than that, like you really don't see yourself into automotive once you're in it. And right. I can always say you always try. You, some people try to get out of it, but for some odd reason, it keeps sucking you back it, in. It back pulls in. you right back in 100 mm-hmm. percent. And I, I even think that some of the people who have the the family legacy of the dealership, I think that they even try to fight against it and they're like, I'm going to go do something else. Mm -hmm. And then they even get pulled back in it. 
Yeah, no, yeah. I, again, um, you know, I was a salesperson. I did that, you know, BDC. I didn't think from BDC, I was like, there's no way I can do sales. I see what these guys do on a daily basis. Next thing you know it, I was in sales. sales. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is a new high for me. I like that. <laughs> right. um, but you know what's crazy is that I kind of knew sales was for me because I remember my GM at the Volvo store was like, hey, go close that customer. And I'd never closed a customer before. I always had assistance with my GSM. Mm -hmm. And he goes, go close it. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, go close the customer. Okay, cool. So I'm going, I'm talk I bring out the pencil with the customer. And next thing you know it, the GM is right there, quiet, listening to everything I have to hit, everything I have to say. And next thing you know it, closed. No yeah. pressure. No, no pressure. And you know what's crazy is that happened again at my GMC store with a different GM um, who I absolutely love. He's he's great. You know, he's all about team energy and and really making sales get out there. And same thing happened. You know, he would say, he goes, you're going to go close that customer right now. And I'm going to hear every word you have to say. Um, and again, same thing. It was like, what was happening? You know, was right. it? Was it, you know, is, were they testing me? Were they seeing I was able for the job? Were, were, was there more potential out there? I didn't know. All I know is I was, I was told, go close that customer and I'm going to hear everything and make sure you do. So I think, I think that's what I knew sales was for me. Right, right. Do you have any one person or any one leader that was an influence in your life that you feel like helped push you and made you want to stay in the automotive industry and pushed you to where you are at now? That is a really difficult question only because, you know, there was a lot of influencers in, in, in when I started automotive, you know, I had those that really wanted to see me fail hard. Mm -hmm. I also had those that when I wanted to fail, they were like, Nope, you're not doing it. Right. Absolutely. You know, I had one of my GMs at Acura that he actually pushed me to my master's. I thought about it and thought about it. And I was like, I don't know if it's a time for me. He goes, you know what? I'm going to give you the time do it. Right. Wow. Um, and to this day, I'm very, very grateful for him. Um, you know, I had some other people when I left Texas that I met outside of the state, such as y'all and, and, and anybody that's reached out to me and, and they've guided me along the way. Um, but I mean, there's so many people, there's so many people that, you know, there's not enough time to, to say that gratitude. So in one particular person, no. Um, but for many, yes. That's awesome. And I think that is so important. Um, anybody in any industry has to have somebody or somebody's that are going to be willing to extend that hand. And as much as we don't want to admit it, most of the time, the ones that are hoping that we will fail, the ones that are rooting for us to fail, the ones that are wanting us to just fall flat on our face, they're our biggest motivation. Yeah. 100%. And it's, if you guys are watching this right now, it's a lot easier to be supportive than it is to be a hater. <laughs> <laughs> we, we would all love that, right? Yeah. yeah. For real. Right. Ariana, or Adiana, sorry, I'm going to say that wrong occasionally. Okay. You have an amazing story. Like, I was didn't even have a handle on how huge your story was until this morning whenever Shasta sent me that post. Yeah. I, there's, there was not even enough words to say, holy crap. And then to find out that you were only 26 blew my mind, girl. Like you've come so far. It's amazing to watch your story play out. It's, and this is why we do this. Phenomenal. This is, um, it's the entire reason for, for why we started this show and it's grown yeah. into 
into more than that um, and into, um, you know, sometimes we talk about other things, you know, sometimes we introduce, you know, uh, vendors who are, you know, great to work with to the space or things like that. But this right here, your story, where you got started, the inspiration that that women like you and Courtney Pascal are to um, women everywhere is why we started this mm -hmm. because we got this start sometimes with without that guiding light to look up to. Um, you know, we didn't have those ladies that we could look around and, um, you know, ask those questions. We didn't, we didn't know where to turn to and say, how did you do it? Or um, we don't know that there's people out there who are killing it. You know, there's, while there is that ladies at the dealership group, there's plenty of thousands of women across the country who aren't in that group. Right who are struggling or who are, um, you know, just trying to find a way to, to pave their own path. And so um, the more people that we can reach with stories like yours and teach them, you can do it. You know, you can pave your own path, break the mold, ask why and ask why not. Keep mm -hmm. asking the questions, be annoying yep. and be different and unapologetic. 100% be unapologetic. Yep. And guess what? Amazing things are going to be in store for you, too. Absolutely. Uh, and, I, and I can tell you, like, where it was shared, you know, especially, in, like, in the life of the dealership group, you know, you kind of always see those people that aren't the most supportive, I guess. You Seriously. Say, group, right. And, and to see all the support that came from it. Um, I don't know, if girls, if it happened to you. But for me, you know, I got friend requests like crazy. Uh, I got comments like crazy. I got messages like crazy. And I can tell you that I've already kind of reached out to some, um, you know, in my same scenario, man or woman, um, and, and they've had the same thing happen to them. And it's just one of those things where, again, the networking happens or, or just reaching out to people and just trying to figure out, you know, where is the support? I think I lacked that for a, for a long time, the support, you know, or, or who to go to. And it wasn't until I decided, hey, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to leave my hometown. I'm going to move to Florida. You know, I'm going to meet new people mm -hmm. and, and then try different companies. I mean, I was always scared of being the dealership hopper, right? I, I went to four different stores, four different companies. Um, and, and everyone always has that fear of, of hopping stores. And right. it, when you see it on the resume, you know, it kind of raises a red flag to some of the people that are looking to interview you. But what mattered to me is what did, what did home feel like? Especially like if I am spending 12 hours away from my own house, where can I make home feel like? Yeah. And, and who, who's going to treat me right? Who treats their customers right? And who matches my core values? Right. And, it, and if I can go back, the last store that I was at felt like home for me. Um, to the extent of the owner, um, he, he literally, his office right behind my desk he would come to me, ask me questions, kind of see how I was doing. Um, he kind of put me in finance school. He kind of pushed it for me. Um, we didn't advance that because I was still doing my master's. And he said, I want you to get your education before I make you go to the next level. And to a point, I was a little stubborn. And I was like, no, like just push me into finance. That's what I want. Um, I can now appreciate him doing that for me. And I can go back to his store and talk to him and kind of see. And he still sends me messages and everything like that. So I'm very appreciative of, of, of even though I wanted to take a different turn, some people helped guide the path. Right. right. Yep. 
Can I ask, um, and I, I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but what was the biggest push for you? Um, and maybe there was there was pros and cons, but what was the biggest push for you um, in in all of the knowledge you had between BDC, sales, learning F&I, being BDC certified, all of the things, um, taking that and making the decision to leave retail and join um, OEM and, and take that big step that had to be for one scary. Um, I would imagine if, if I put myself in your shoes, um, but I mean, what was that biggest driver and what was your biggest fear? You know, what's crazy. I'm glad you asked that question. Cause it was one particular person. It was, um, my old GSM at my Chrysler store. His name's Adrian. So if Adrian's watching this or it comes across this, this is because of you. And we were taking a walk outside because he needed a breather. And so I decided to follow him because I had a question, of course. And, <laughs> and one day he was like, Ariana, what the hell are you doing here selling cars? And I was like, what do you mean? We're making a lot of money. Of course, it was the peak of the pandemic. Everyone was making money, you know, everything <laughs> like that. And he goes, what the hell are you doing here? And I was like, making money. What do you? and selling cars for you. What do you want? And he goes, you're more than this. He was like, I expect more from you. Wow. And, and that kind of was the driver to kind of see about, okay, if, if, and he's 30, mind you, he's like, ASM and he's 30, uh, 30, 31, one or the other. But that was the point, the turning point of, okay, Diana, think bigger. And that's kind of like led me to OEM. And again, when I first started in the business, you know, um, at the Buick GMC store, I kind of saw these people in suits walk in. I had no idea. They came in a, in a company car that looked kind of funky and weird, um, you know, because it was not something you would see. But you saw in the back of the plate, it said manufacturer. I was like, okay, like, who are these people? Um, and they dressed really nice. And, and they talked to the dealer principal and the, and, and the GM. And I was like, okay, they must be important, right? And, and it kind of went from there. Then my curiosity just kind of started spinning like a hamster wheel. And that led me to where I'm at today. Wow. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I would assume there's days that you miss it. And, but you get to impact more people in your position, getting to touch multiple stores than just being in one store, still being in retail. And I think if I were if I were to put myself in your shoes, that would be my driver is that mm -hmm. I can help more people at one time in, in the in a position at the OEM level than I can in just one store. Absolutely. I mean, I still get customers that call me and say, hey, are you still selling cars? Right. Or so I'm kind of having to guide them to to other people, depending what they're looking for. Right. Um, but I do miss it to a point, you know, where selling a car was a rush. You know, it was like, OK, let's go to the next one. Um, and, and how can I help, you know, again, people, sometimes when they buy a car, it's a big leap for them. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so really being able to be transparent, clear, honest, you know, not being the cliche, like, you know, the, the, the shady kind of person was right. something that I always wanted to implement when I was selling cars and on the OEM spec, I mean, again, I talk to dealer principals and, and sales managers, but I mean, I, would, I really want to touch everybody, you know, in a sense of, you know, I want to talk to salespeople in case they have any questions. I want to talk to sales managers or finance managers or whatever the case may be. Anything to help the store become more profitable Exactly. in a way that that's what I want to do, because at the end of the day, that's their business and that's my job. So, mm hmm. You are so inspirational, Ariana, and I think that you have such a good 
um, opportunity to mentor other women in the automotive industry, other up and coming men or women in the automotive industry. And I hope that you um, will be encouraged after this show to get on more podcasts and get yes. yourself out there and share your story because you're such a light in the industry. And like I said, you are such an inspiration that I think that mm -hmm. you can truly change the lives of many, many people just by sharing your story as often and as loud and as proudly as you can. You have so much to offer. Yes. I, I really hope so. I hope, like, again, you know, with everything going on, I, again, I didn't expect it to be as viral as it was. And I really hope it touches people, men and women, and of all, of all ages, right? Because you just, you never know, again, you never know who you can work for. You could be 26 in the GM, and next thing you know, the people under you are, like, so, so much older. Um, so I think it all just, you know, what comes around goes around. You just got to, you know, do what's right. Right. Absolutely. And Robin says, get on some stages. Have you considered speaking at any events? Because I, I mean, definitely think that that's something that you should consider. I think, I think to a point I I've it's, it's been on my mind in consideration. And I think the person that, you know, kind of lit that up for me was Mabel when she was in women in automotive, mm -hmm. she was a salesperson and she got to speak. And I was like, that is really something, um, you know, so I, I would like to, and I would hope, um, and maybe I'll, I'll push for that, but until then, you know, it just, it really just depends. Have you ever, um, spoken with Katie Mares? I have not. You should. She, she was a, a guest of ours in the past. Um, she would be a phenomenal person to connect with as well. I know obviously Mabel, she's amazing too. Um, but I would definitely connect with, with Katie Mares as well. She, um, she has some amazing things to offer on, mm -hmm. on speaking as well. She's amazing. And obviously Robin too. Mm -hmm. um cannot obviously forget robin yeah, no, uh, great yeah um but there's so many amazing women um and if you could give any piece of advice um to to anybody either wanting to enter the industry or somebody brand new to the industry you know male female young old um just somebody new or you know especially somebody young you know what would your biggest piece of advice that you have learned be don't be afraid to ask the questions don't be, don't, don't hide in the shell and, and don't think, you know, because the thing is, is that what I've been told when you stop learning, everything becomes dead, right? You might as well just stop. Yep. And, and to a point, you know, I learned this the very hard way. You never want to assume something. You always want to ask the questions because then it paints the story. Mm -hmm. And if you assume off the bat, right the other person may not trust you or may not be able to give you the information that you're really looking for. Right. right. So again, it, it may be annoying to some, um, it may be bothersome to others, but to really get down to the nitty gritty and find out, cause you never know, um, is always going to be where you want to start. Exactly. I love that. Never, ever stop asking questions. That is, that's it. That's, 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 that's the, the whole show. show. Yeah, that's <laughs> because the second you stop is when you stop learning. Um, that's a good question. Tarsi asks, what are your favorite automotive for women platforms? Can you link some suggestions for all of us to gather on? I mean, you girls have been really, really good. Um, you know, I've had a mentor, um, Audrey. Um, I'll, I'll tag Audrey her on McKinley. the bottom. Yes, she is 100%, you know, women strong out there. Um, and, and I love her to death. Um, yes, Robin, women in automotive, right? There is an actual, or even Wocon as well, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yep. Wocon as well. And you can go on their website and subscribe to their email and, and really get, they actually do have conferences as well. And you can really get involved and you meet amazing, strong people. And even then Wocon and, and, and women, not emotive, like it's, there's men in there too. So yeah, absolutely. You, you just never know who you're going to reach out or meet. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely, we'll, we'll post those on the bottom um, to reach out. Absolutely. There's um, also a conference. Um, I'm not sure how familiar you ladies are with Women in Automotive. There is a conference that is tied to Women in Automotive. Um, I believe they are usually doing one a year. They did just have their most recent one in Dallas in, I want to say, June. Yes. Uh, right after NIADA. Mm-hmm. So um, that does happen. They sometimes have pop-up events around the year. So if you follow their socials, um, you should be able to, um, stay in touch with when they're having those. Oh, um, Sandy. Sandy's a good, a good Sandy's person. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sandy's an Eno. Um, there's a lot of influential women in this industry. Um, but yes, uh, we, we do have our podcast page that we try to highlight as many women as possible, not you know trying to self-plug there, but we are always looking for those women is the reason why I mentioned that. Um, you know, we try to stay connected um, through conferences, through our connections. Um, you know, we're this is this week is our 10-year anniversary um, of thank you, of um, you know, being connected in this industry and and trying to um, meet as many women as possible, um, not just women, but meet as many people and, um, you know, find the best folks, not just um, who can I make money from or who can I, you know, be in business with, but who are truly just the best people to work with. Who aligns with our core values, mm-hmm. who, um, who do we ha- match integrity with, yes. things like that, or the things that we really work look for. Yes. Um, another great one to follow that just has a great social presence and is a great human being altogether is Laura Berman. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, yes, absolutely. Laura is amazing. Um, yeah, that's, that's just a few, um, I mean, gosh, there's, there's so many, so many. Amazing um, and I hate that I hate having to name people because I know I'm Bobby forgetting. Thought, <sighs> I knew it. I know we're <laughs> forgetting <laughs> people. And that's why I say I hate, I hate mentioning people because I know we're going to oh, forget people. But. Carrie Wines is best. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's so many women and people. Church. Yes, Brooke Furness. I'm telling you, I'm, I know I'm going to so forget many people. women. We can't even keep naming them because we're going to forget yes. too many people. <laughs> yes. So there's um, there's super duper phenomenal women in this industry. Um, and we will always work on sharing them all for you guys. Um, that way you can learn from as many of them as possible. There are groups. Um, I do know there is a women in auto group. There are, um, if you were, I don't even think you have to work at a dealership because I'm in there and I don't work at a dealership, but the ladies at the dealership group, Mm -hmm. um, myself personally, it's been a little bit hard for me to be in there lately because the, um, honestly, the vibe's been a little negative, but that's just me personally. Um, other than that, I mean, honestly, I think I've been even struggling to find a good place for women to connect just in the auto industry lately. So maybe that's a call that we need a place. Well, but you and I have talked about starting Mm -hmm. a group, um, for women in the industry, starting a Facebook group where people can come. And I think that we might just do it. We wind up starting our Facebook page for chicks in charge. We did want to do a group as well. We just want to, we're doing this in bite size pieces. Um, but I think that a group is, I think it's about time for that. And I think that we have enough people now that are kind of demanding it and needing it, Mm -hmm. um, that we should really consider making that a, a thing that we do before the end of the month. Yep. Everyone's saying do it. (laughs) Even Robin. Okay. We hear you. Okay. We'll do it. All right. (laughs) 
because we need one more thing to do. But yes. no, no, this is definitely needed. Like it's, um, you know, we need somewhere to connect to and somewhere to chat. And, you know, I feel bad even sharing stuff like this in the ladies at a dealership group because we're not at a dealership and I don't want to self-promote or anything like that. So I think we need a place that's welcome for, um, you know, dealership employees as well as vendors. And, um, you know, someone like you that's kind of OEM that's like, okay, well, I'm not at a dealership. <laughs> OEM, so right. Kind of all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So Ariana, if anybody wants to reach out to you, has any questions, wants to hear your story again, where can they reach you at? Hey, my Facebook is open. I'm totally an open book. Um, you know, Instagram, again, it's a big, it's a big platform for me. Um, those I, I would say are my highest too, um, to really reach out, you know, don't, don't be scared. Don't hesitate. You know, again, um, there was this, this woman that again, same thing happened to her, but except she got fired from her store. Mm. And, and I reached out to her and I go, Hey, tell me what's going on. Where are you from? And, and how can I help? You know, and it turns out I was in that territory and I, you know, was able to be like, Hey, have you tried this or have you looked into this? And it was one of those things where you just don't know. Um, and then even then, if I don't know, I'm going to call someone who does, right. You know, it, I always call someone either a lot smarter, a lot more knowledgeable exactly. or that has more references than I do. So I am not scared to do that. Well, think about how lucky we were that we got to meet you at a conference and, right. and vice versa. And, and, you know, so many women in the automotive industry, they don't even get that opportunity. A lot of, most of the BDMs are women. Um, most dealerships don't send their BDMs to conferences. They don't have anywhere to connect and to meet people and to get those same resources that Shasta and I have been lucky enough to have Robin um, and Beverly invest in us to take us to those places and to, um, immerse us, us in yeah. th that in that community and in the automotive industry to be able to get those resources and to meet the amazing people that we have most people in the dealership don't get that and i think that having those facebook groups and getting them out there are so brooke are so important because we have something that they don't get they don't have that opportunity so why not use what we do have the opportunity for for the better good of the industry and connect those people and help those people network. Because like you said, that girl that you reached out to that you're talking to right now, Ariana, she doesn't have the connections that you have. And you might be able to reach out to one person and get her a job tomorrow at a store that's going to love her and keep her in the industry where she's going to be loved and supported and be able to grow and thrive versus had you not reached out to her, had she not reached out to you, she might be saying, screw that industry like i'm i'm going back somewhere else now mm -hmm. yeah. i think that's super cool and i think that's super awesome that you're you're using that for good yeah no and and again whether you're a you're a you know young and a girl or young and a guy and, and you're looking at what store right that's always a question what store and a lot of times someone will tell you oh look at the ratio of sales people and do they have enough women right and that's not always the case. What happens if just no women have just interviewed at that store because they don't want to or or they don't know? Um, I think, you know, at one point or another, I was one girl out of maybe 15 or 20 sales guys and I was rocking it. I didn't care. Like I was just like, you know, I'm going to do my business. So I think, again, what really makes you feel at home and, and makes sense to you is kind of where you want to be. Don't be afraid to be like, you know what? This dealership's not working for me. Let me try something else. That shouldn't hold someone back at all. Right. Absolutely. 100%.
All right. Well, I guess it's time to wrap up, guys. Ariana, we have appreciated you coming on the show so much. You are amazing. You are an inspiration yes. to so many. And I really hope that you take what we said to heart and that you decide to go on more podcasts and you, you do decide to share your story more often. Brooke Furness, please listen. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke Furness, Ariana needs to be your next guest. Hey, all I can For say sure. is, um, girls, thank you. Um, again, it was my first podcast, hopefully not my last podcast. Definitely. And I can't thank you enough for helping me share my story. I am so, so glad that we were able to give you this platform. And I hope that um, we were able to use our platform to um, help these women connect um, with, with, you know, some influential people that can help them learn um, how to do their jobs better and, um, you know, maybe even how to connect better. So that's what we're here for. Help me to help you. Yep. Like uh, Jerry Maguire said. <laughs> exactly. All right. Without further ado, in a world where you can be anything, remember to be kind. You never know what battles somebody else is facing out there. So whenever you go out into the world this week, remember to light it up. I'm Jess. I'm Jasta. And we've been the Chicks in Charge. <laughs>